Praise the Lord, church. Um, I just want to thank Pastor Arthur for allowing me to speak tonight. Megan and I both, thank you for that word, Sister Megan. We are blessed to have a pastor that encourages us and pushes us. And I am thankful that he not only believes that women can be used to minister, but he supports us in that as well. Amen. I believe that what God has put on my heart to speak tonight is meant for somebody, maybe several somebodies. Um, Brother Jesse and Pastor Arthur have both touched on what I'm going to speak about tonight, so I feel that God is really trying to get this message across. Um, I felt like Sister Megan, I thought several times that they were going to preach, and I was going to have nothing to say. <laughs> um, more than anything, I just want to be a vessel that God can move through tonight, and I just hope that you hear his still small voice as he uses me to speak to all of you. If we could all just stand to pray, um, pray for our hearts and our minds to be open that the Lord anoints my mouth and that his word flows through me. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you anoint my mouth, Lord. I ask that you give me the words that you would have me speak. Open our hearts and our minds to your word. Let us not leave this place without being changed. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. How many of you out there have gone through a trial? Um, you don't have to raise your hand, but you can if you want to. How many of you feel like you're going through a trial right now? I don't know about you all, but when I'm going through a trial, I feel like I'm a pretty good trooper. You know, I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm like, I'm taking this really well, you know, until I, you know, that fatigue sets in. And then, you know, um, I just get whiny, you know. Anybody here get whiny when they get tired? My husband knows this. I get whiny. It's like hangry. You know, you get angry when you're hungry, but I need like a new word, like twiny, you know? <laughs> Is there anybody else out there that can relate? Yes. <laughs> you know, we have these conversations with God, you know, just whining. You know, we feel like, you know, we're praying and we're talking to him, but really, we're just whining. <laughs> you know, God, why me? Why me? You know, we've all been there, right? What did I do? to deserve this. I come to church faithfully. I witness to my coworkers. I'm involved. You know, I do nursery. You know, I'm involved. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a GoFundMe for the van. Both those things, like, I'm involved. Like, why me? Like, you know, I feel like I should be getting some blessings. Like, why do I feel this hurt? You know, we think that because we're a child of the king that we should be untouchable. We forget scriptures like Matthew 5, 45, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. That's just life. I liked what Brother Jesse said the other night, even though I thought he was going to steal my message. <laughs> he said, you know, we don't realize the, trial, the trials that we're going through, they aren't for us. They're for the people around us. And sometimes that's hard to understand. I still remember the day that the Lord said something similar to me. I was going through one of the worst trials of my life. I was a teenager, if that gives you any insight. <laughs> Attacked from every side, it felt like. At school, I was the only apostolic Pentecostal teenager within 30 minutes of my city, probably more really with traffic, Seattle. At youth group, many of my fellow youth were pretty much backslidden. 
And, you know, they were sitting in the pew, but they weren't living the life. And, you know, they loved to torture me about sticking to my standards. And that, that was almost too much to bear. To be honest, a lot of people would be surprised, but I thought about taking my life. Not because I didn't believe in God. That's the only thing that kept me. I knew I'd go to hell if I did it. But because I just felt so downtrodden, you know, I'd, I would go to school, and I, I could handle that, you know. I got made fun of. I got physically persecuted, verbally. I could do that. But when I walked into the sanctuary where I thought it was a safe haven and had people coming against me and ridiculing me, that hurt. I remember sitting at a Washington District Summer Conference. I honestly can't remember what was being preached. I was really trying to think about it. But what I do remember is hearing the Lord speak to me. Me. And I just remember him telling me there was a purpose behind my trial. He gave me this parable, parable, if you will, of me being like wood. He told me that if he continually poured out, you know, water can be used as a metaphor for blessings, told me if he continually poured out his blessings upon my life, that I could not be used the way that he wanted me to be. He told me that in order for my light to shine, that he needed to withhold those blessings from my life, that he needed me to be dried out, to be left out in the wilderness, if you will, so that I could burn so brightly for all to see. And the hotter I burned and the more pain that I felt, the brighter my light would be to those around me. I just remember being awe that the Lord would stop time, at least that's what it felt like to me, and speak into my life. After that day, I had such a change in my way of thinking. He was using me, my pain, to touch the lives of others, and that was worth it all. And, and even to this day, I have people reach out to me and tell me what an encouragement I was to them. I never heard words like that at the time, unfortunately, but I hear them now. And even now, sometimes God has to take me back to that place and remind me of that word he gave me because it's so easy to fall into that negative mindset. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7, you can go ahead and put that up there if you have it, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. If I were going to title this message, it would be From Trial to Testimony. What we seem to keep coming back to the last few services between Brother Jesse and Brother Arthur and Megan <laughs> is um, we need to change the way that we think. You know, Pastor touched on this this morning. Sister Megan touched on this. Jesse touched on this. You know, two people can go through the exact same thing. And the circumstances, you know, can be seen completely differently. A victory-minded person will see a trial as an opportunity to create a testimony of victory. A defeat-minded person will see a trial as yet another problem to struggle through in this life. We need to change the way that we think. We have that power. James 1, 2 through 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy. Joy. When ye fall into divers, which means various temptations, or otherwise known as trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. It continues on to say in verse 4, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Yes, our trials may be for those around us, but we don't walk away with nothing. God uses them to work on us too. 
I'm telling you right now that this is a victory story. We were promised, were we promised that things wouldn't get tough? Were we promised that in the scripture? No. <laughs> we weren't. We like to think that, but no. Uh, we were promised that we would have the victory. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9 says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You know, we have all knelt at this altar and I know, I'm sure, you know, we all have different stories, but I'm sure you've knelt at, this, knelt at this altar and said, you know, God, I want you to use me. Use me, Lord. I don't care how you use me, but use me. Like, I'll do anything. Just use me, you know? Just don't let me be that one that has to battle cancer so that he can use my healing as a testimony. But use me. You know, use me, Lord. But, you know, don't let me be the one that has to lose my job so you can open impossible doors so that you get the glory but use me you know we want to be choosy you know and I just want to remind you that we are a witness every day of our lives whether it's a good one or a bad one Colossians 4 5 through 6 says walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man and I'll put that in millennial terms I don't know if it's a different translation but I've seen it written be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Be mindful of what you say when you are going through your trial. People are watching. They're listening. I read a quote once that said something along the lines of, you may be the only Bible people read, and you may be the only Jesus that people see. It is always God's will that you turn each trial you face into a testimony of victory. I'm going to turn the pulpit back over to Pastor Arthur, but I just wanted to challenge you this evening to praise him through the storm. Change your mindset. If you are going through a trial right now, make up your mind to go from trial to testimony. And if you are having a time of it, don't tell them about your trial. Just smile. It rhymes. And tell them you're working on your testimony. Thank you.